Well, let's uh, turn our attention toward the study of God's Word together, church family. And to do that, I'll ask you on this Mother's Day, if you would please take your Bible and join me in the Old Testament book of Proverbs. Very last chapter of Proverbs, Proverbs 31. And uh, if you need a Bible, just raise your hand. We'll be glad to share a copy of God's Word. Uh, There's a study page in your bulletin. If you would find that as well, that will be helpful, I think, along the way. Proverbs chapter 31. The story is told of a man who was walking along a California beach and he stumbled across a brass lamp. He picked it up, he rubbed it, and no surprise, out popped a genie. And the genie said, okay, you released me from the lamp, blah, 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 blah. You're the fourth person this month and I'm getting really tired of granting three wishes. You only get one wish. The man thought about that for a little while and said, well, you know, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, but I'm scared to fly and I get seasick easily. Build me a bridge to Hawaii so that I can drive over there on vacation. And the genie laughed and said, ha, that's impossible. Do you have any idea what a logistical nightmare that would be? The engineering drawings alone would fill a library and there's no way to anchor the supports to the bottom of the ocean. Forget it. You got to wish for something else. Well, this man thought about that for a moment and then he said, I've been married to the same lady for 32 years. Even today, she says that I don't really understand her, that I am practically brain dead when it comes to knowing what she's feeling, what she needs. And so... I wish that I could understand this woman. I want to know what she's thinking and what she's feeling. The genie looked at him and said, will that be two lanes or four? (laughs) Oh, man. Ladies, we admit it. Wives, moms, we admit it. We guys are often clueless when it comes to connecting needs and feelings and understandings and all of that. We'd like to think that we're getting better. We hope we are, but we've we've got a long way to go. However, one thing that we do get, one thing we do understand is that any woman, any wife, any mother who is running hard after Jesus and is desirous of living for him and and imparting her relationship with God to her marriage and to her family and to her children and to others, well, she is worthy of honor. She is worthy of praise. And we know that's true because God has preserved a marvelous example of this very thing in the 31st chapter of Proverbs where your Bible is now open. Here we find 21 verses that extol the virtues and give praise to the woman who has truly made the God of the Scriptures her God. To know such a lady, even more to be married to such a lady, to have such a woman as your mother, or for her to be the mother of your children, Dad, is to be extraordinarily blessed. For she is very, very rare and truly a gift from the Lord. Verses 10 to 31 have been called the Bible's Mother's Day card. And as we read this passage, it will not be hard to see why it garners this particular title. If you'll follow along, I'm going to begin reading at verse 10 
out of the ESV. And here's what we read. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches her hand out to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Wow. Wow. No wonder this is called the Bible's Mother's Day card. What an amazing description. I mean, check this lady out. She is up before the sun and she works around the clock. She's brilliant at business and brings in the bucks. Her enterprises include textiles and real estate and vineyards and and trading commodities. She's in great physical shape. She not only sews clothes and sheets and blankets and bedspreads for her family, she actually weaves the fabric. And she makes extras of everything and sells that for profit. She has a great sense of humor. She anticipates problems and she laughs at them when they arrive. Her husband and her children love to put her on a pedestal and their lives are a whole lot better because she is in their lives. Not only can she do anything, but everything she does turns out great. Again, verse 29, the husband says, Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. She's simply the best. There is no one else that measures up. Wow. And right about now, every woman in this room, and every guy too for that matter, is saying, who is this? Right? Who is this? Is she for real? Does she wear spandex and have a big S emblazoned on her her blouse? Superwoman, superwife, supermom? We're all thinking, I don't know anyone like this. Consistently like this. Some might be thinking, wow, I'm not sure I should even come today. Me and this lady live in two different worlds. What do I have in common with her? Are any of you feeling like that just a little bit? If you are, I would not blame you. So, for that reason, listen very carefully. 
because there's something important that you must know about this passage, about these verses. This is a classic example of just how important church family context is to the proper understanding of God's word. Ignore the context and we can miss the heart of what God is wanting to say to us. It happens all the time and it often happens with this passage on Mother's Day. Context gets forgotten. It gets overlooked. And so rather than being a great passage of scripture filled with insights and encouragement and direction and counsel, this passage becomes for many a woman, many a mom, kind of a downer in a way. Uh, What's wrong with me? Why can't I be like that? In fact, some may even read it and feel guilt. And that should never be when you read this passage. That you feel like, wow, what a failure I am. So what is the context for verses 10 through 31? I am so glad you asked that because I have the answer for that. When these verses were penned under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, they formed, obviously, the conclusion to an entire book of the Bible that is dedicated to presenting a picture of what godly wisdom is all about. An entire Bible book dedicated to to calling God's people to be in a lifelong, passionate pursuit of godly wisdom. That's what the book of Proverbs is really all about. Every chapter is either a warning or it is a challenge. Either a warning not to shut God out of your life so that you live foolishly and and unwisely, bringing ruin and heartache on yourself and on others, or, or it is a challenge to live wisely, drawing on God's wisdom, which results in joy and fulfillment and purpose and blessing and a ton of good that comes into your life and into the lives of others. Proverbs is a 31-chapter call to a lifelong pursuit of God-imparted wisdom. And many of us cherish the book for that reason. Verses 10 to 31 form the final call, the final closing plea to that end. We have 21 verses about a woman who is a wife and a mother, but don't miss this. She is actually a personification of godly wisdom, a presentation of godly wisdom. She is what God's wisdom looks like as it plays itself out in life's various arenas of marriage and work and finances and relationships and health and parenting. The Holy Spirit takes God's wisdom as a virtue to be pursued and then presents it here to us uh, as though it were a person. Not a superwoman, not a superwife or a supermom, but a wise woman, a wise wife, a wise mother. And if you are familiar with the book of Proverbs at all, you know that casting wisdom in the role of a female is something that occurs several times in the book. And in fact, this isn't weird or unusual at all. We, We do this very same thing in our culture. We refer to Lady Liberty. We refer to Lady Luck or to Old Man Winter. We have all these expressions. Guys will talk about a car and say, ain't she a beaut, right? 
We take a concept and we morph it into a person. In fact, I'll give you a great example of this. If you flip back to chapter 3 of Proverbs, find verse 13. We'll put this up on the screen, but you may want to read it out of your own Bible page. Here is how wisdom is described. Listen to this. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding for the gain from what? From her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels. Don't forget that phrase. Remember that phrase. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. In other words, wisdom is being clothed in female dress. We all see that, right? Yeah. Now look again at chapter 31 and verse 10. An excellent wife who can find she is far more precious than jewels. Does that sound familiar? You just read that in verse 15 of chapter 3. The last 21 verses of Proverbs are actually a summary of 30 chapters of godly wisdom. These verses aren't just about women or, or, or for women. They're not just for wives or about wives. They're not just for mothers or about moms. These were written to encourage every single one of us in this room, men included, to be wise people of godly character as this lady wisdom is who is described here and is living out her life in a number of different areas. So are you with me on this? Are you following me? You got the context? Great. To say it another way, far from painting a picture of a woman or a mother that that no woman or mom can possibly be like all of the time, these verses present an image, a personification of the wise and godly person that we all are to strive to be like. None of us, women or men, husbands or wives, is here in the full perfections of this lady wisdom as she's presented. We just aren't there. We're all in process. We're all battling with our old sin nature. We're at varying places of maturity and spiritual growth in our lives. So we acknowledge we're not this person. But that doesn't stop the Holy Spirit from giving us kind of the gold standard, if you will. A target, a bullseye to aim for in the form of this amazing lady. 21 verses then intended to apply to all of us across the board, but because they are dressed in the clothing of lady wisdom, they are 21 verses that have found their most endearing application among women and among wives and among moms. So given the day, Mother's Day, dedicated as it is to special attention directed towards moms, let's take a closer look at these verses with a deliberate slant in the feminine direction. Starting with verse 10, which again reads, An excellent wife who can find she is far more precious than jewels. If I can draw your attention to your note page, this verse, verse 10, captures a timeless truth. The Holy Spirit would say it this way, A woman, a wife, a mother, who is in a lifelong passionate 
pursuit of godly wisdom and character is beyond price. Now, would you agree with that statement? Would you? Would you agree with that? Yeah? It's right there on the page, isn't it, for us? A woman, a wife, a mother, who's in a lifelong passionate pursuit of godly wisdom and character is beyond price. She's incredibly rare. Who can find a wife like this? Who can find a woman like this? A mother like this? If you do, you better know that you have found something very, very special. Something priceless. Why? What makes her worth, her value beyond, her makes her value beyond any and all other earthly possessions? Why? Well, Brothers and sisters, that's the question that the rest of this chapter answers. The why. Verse 10 declares the timeless truth. And verses 11 to 31 back it up and tell us why it's true. And in doing so, we're given no less than 10 incredible benefits that are the direct result of a godly woman's pursuit of heaven's wisdom. And the desire to integrate that wisdom into her life, into her marriage, into her family, into her children's lives. Ten incredible benefits. They're all listed for us there on your note page. And you have it there in front of you. We aren't going to linger long on any one of these, but simply draw them out so that we can acknowledge them for what they are. Blessings to be thankful for and goals to continue to strive after. So first, we're told that the wife who is in diligent pursuit of her relationship with her God and is bringing his wisdom into her life makes it easy for the heart of her husband to trust in her, verse 11, and he will have no lack of gain. Trust. Trust. Trust is the glue that holds any relationship together. Tougher than hardened steel when it's in place, fragile as bone china when it is betrayed. It can endure unbreakable for decades and then be shattered in one careless moment. But the husband who knows in his heart that his wife will only speak the truth to him, man, he is a blessed man. He has full confidence in her. Maybe that's how your version reads. Such a quality has no price. Godly wisdom is trustworthy. Guys, if the lady in your life, whether it's your wife or your mother, if she is trustworthy, you should tell her. You should tell her and praise her for that. In verse 12 and in verse 23, The wife pursuing hard the wisdom of God in her life makes her husband's life better. Verse 12, she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Here with godly wisdom, a man's wife knows what will bring a smile to his face, what will encourage him, what will build him up. She finds great satisfaction in in simply doing what she knows he would like. Her attitude is, the man that I'm married to, I'm his number one fan. Godly wisdom expresses that. She believes in him. She works for his good. She would not deliberately hurt him, cut him down in front of other people, 
do something that would embarrass or shame him? She wouldn't do that. Wisdom wouldn't do that. And that's verse 23. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. This woman enhances her husband, her man's reputation. He is thought well of because of her and how she lives. Her life and the way that she does life elevates him in the eyes of others. And there's just something intentionally about that that she wants for him. Praise is deserving for the wife that makes her husband's good a significant goal in her life. Who makes others envious of her husband because of the way she lives. What an unselfish gift she gives. Because godly wisdom is unselfish. Third, she works hard. Her hands are not idle. Here we see this unselfishness again in this third dimension of godly wisdom. Wisdom works hard, which is a feature that we see repeated a number of times in this passage. In verse 13, she works hard with her hands. Verse 14, she, she's out grocery shopping. In verse 15, she prepares meals. In verse 17, she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. In verse 24, she makes clothing. And all of this more or less is summed up in verse 27 with the words, she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Much of what this wife and mother does in terms of hard work, she does for her family, her husband, and for her children. Not for herself, but for them. One thing for sure we all know is that mothering is hard work. It is hard work. In fact, it's probably the hardest job on the planet to do consistently well. For there are no days off, there are no vacations, and you do it for your whole life because you never, not, you never stop being a mom no matter how old your kids are, right? It's true, right? It's a job you never, ever get to retire from. Always a mom. How often do we praise our wives, our mothers, for working hard and going the extra mile, meals that are prepared, groceries in the pantry, the button that gets sold back on the shirt, the additional income that she may bring in as she works. And all of this ties in closely with that fourth benefit there on your page. She cares well for her family. Verse 15, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. And again, verse 27, she looks well to the ways of her house. She's up before the sun and she doesn't go to sleep when the sun goes down. Do we thank her for that as she cares for us? Number five, we see that the woman, the wife, the mother who is in diligent pursuit of a relationship with God and brings his wisdom into her life conducts business with skill. Verse 16, she considers a field and she buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. Again, not only do we see her willingness to work, but there is an evidence here of one who sees opportunities. She sees opportunities. Godly wisdom allows her to think outside the box, to know when it's time to take some risk or when it's time to hold back and not take risk. She, she understands. A husband and children are blessed who have a wife and a mother who can wisely bring balance and perspective and see what isn't always obvious. She is to be praised for skillfully 
contributing to her home and her family. And if you flip that note page over, then we're told in verse 20 that this wise woman has compassion for others. Verse 20, she opens her hand to the poor and she reaches out her hands to the needy. She's compassionate because wisdom, godly wisdom, is compassionate. The hard work of this enterprising woman not only provides for her husband and for her kids, it also allows her to provide for some who have nothing. Godly wisdom is sensitive and it is compassionate. How blessed are the husband and the children if mom is a compassionate person, not just towards them, but to people maybe that she doesn't even know. Reminds me of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. We're told there that sometimes we, we minister to angels without even knowing it because we exercise compassion. And Matthew 24, verse 40 says that when we share our resources with others who are in need, it's as if we had shared them with Jesus himself. Remember that? that this, that's what this mom, this wife, this mother does. And so if the wife and mother in our house is compassionate, we are doubly blessed. Not only are we blessed by her care for us, but we're also blessed as we watch her care for others. And we should tell her that, that we thank her for being compassionate. A seventh extraordinary benefit of this one who is in the pursuit of godly wisdom is that she prepares for the future. We notice that in verse 21. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. Now that Hebrew word for scarlet is the word that actually means double thickness. We know that's true because what sense would it make if winter comes and you just clothe your kids in red? That wouldn't do much good, would it? But the word means double thickness. And so what is she doing? She's anticipating winter coming and she wraps her kids, her family, in a double layer because she prepares for the future. She's ready for what life brings. Moms are famous for being prepared. I'll never forget the time here in our church when this was a number of years ago. Something came up. We were doing something here in the sanctuary, working on a project, and, and, and we needed a pair of, of pliers and something to hold something together. And this mom says, wait a minute. And she runs back to her purse, which was enormous. It was a Sonia Dravenstadt enormous kind of purse. And, and she reaches in, and I kid you not, she pulls out a Leatherman multi-tool and a roll of duct tape. Two things we actually needed right then in that moment. She was prepared. And wives and moms should be praised for all the times that they remember what we forget. They, they pack what we don't pack. Um, and, and, and they plan ahead. They wisely cover for our lack of planning. Praise the mom who is always prepared when no one else seems to be. That's wisdom. And then verse 25, we read, Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. And here the wisdom that is of this godly woman is, is expressed in the form of optimism. She's optimistic. She's not, she's not a worrier. She's not given to wasting time and energy on worry. Optimistic people are encouragers. They are dreamers. They have an adventurous dimension 
to their person and they attract people. We all like to be around people who see the glass half full right? rather than half empty, right? We all like that. This wise woman, this wife and mother has that perspective. It's not a, a foolish, blind optimism that ignores the warning signs. She, she's not foolish, but she is not stuck in fear either. One Midwestern farm mom used to play a fun game with her sons at night. For one of these games, the mom was the dealer of the cards, and and she dealt one of her sons a rather lousy hand. And when he complained about the bad hand that she had dealt him, she said to all the boys around the table, she said, boys, put down your cards. I want to say something to all of you, particularly to you, Dwight. You're in a game in your home with your mother and your brothers who love you. But out in the world, you're going to be dealt bad hands without love. So here is some advice for all of you. Take those bad hands without complaining and play them out. Ask God to help you and you will win the most important game of all, the game of life. Now this story comes directly from Dwight himself, years after his mother had died, but with her words still shaping his life. His full name was Dwight D. Eisenhower, commander of all allied forces in World War II, president of the United States, whose mother challenged him to take the bad hand and play it out because you never know what's going to happen. Husbands, give praise to your wife if she's optimistic. She looks ahead. She says, why not? Kids, you praise your mom if if she encourages you to, to step outside your comfort zone now and then and do something just a little bit daring. You'll be a better, more complete person if you take her advice and you play the hand. Okay, quickly, two more reasons why we would praise this godly woman. Of Proverbs 31. Number nine, because she is wise and her counsel is reliable. Verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. So here is the wise woman who has been demonstrating her wisdom by her actions. And now we realize that she's able to demonstrate her wisdom also by her speech. She can articulate her wisdom through her words. What a gift to a husband, is a wife of wisdom who knows the word of God, which is wisdom, and can bring that into the conversation so together the two of them can work on the thousand and one issues that life and marriage and parenting confront them with. Proverbs 30 verse 5 says, Every word of God is flawless. And this lady believes that. But not only does she believe it, she knows the word well enough to give it away in a relevant and timely way. Proverbs 25:11, A word aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. The godly wise woman knows how to deliver the apples. Do we thank her for being that in our lives? We should. And then last there on your page, number 10, she cares more about loving God than looking good. This is verse 30. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord, who reveres, respects, 
reverences the Lord, she is to be what? Praised. Praised. It's not that the wise woman gives no thought to her appearance or goes around trying in some way to be plain or boring. That's not, what, that's not the thought. But she is more concerned about godliness on the inside of her life than about fleeting beauty on the outside. And that always begins with a revering respect and love for God and for Jesus and for the Holy Spirit. She would rather live for God than have her picture on the cover of a magazine any day. The words of 1 Peter 3 come to my mind. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. The entire passage And indeed, the entire book of Proverbs ends with these words. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. If our wives, men, if our moms, all of us, if the mother of our children loves God, we have been blessed beyond anything that we can possibly deserve let's thank God for her let's praise her for her godly character for her pursuit of godly wisdom that makes our lives incredibly rich trustworthy unselfish hardworking, cares for family opportunistic compassionate prepared wise godly Let's thank her. Let's tell her today how much we thank God for her. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Well, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to revisit a passage we perhaps have known well, but maybe haven't understood as fully as we could. We thank you for bringing your word to light for us, and we thank you for the the one that this passage points to. It points to you most of all, but in this moment it points to our our wives and our mothers, and we just say thank you for the gift that she is. Bless her day. If she is, is living today, we pray that you would encourage her in her role as a mom. We pray for our moms today who still have kids in the house. Lord, may they may they be filled with your spirit and reflect the, the wisdom that is spoken of here. If kids have grown and gone, may they still impart their wisdom over the miles. We just say thank you for them. What a gift. They are a reflection of you when they're living out your word like this. We say thank you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.